Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Today, I would like to talk about walk and live in the Spirit. I would like to talk about two or three benefits of being filled with the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul said in the book of Ephesians, I'm going to read a lot of scriptures. I love to read the scripture because I believe that the scripture tells us the truth. No human idea, no personal opinion. We want to go with the word of God. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible commands us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the first time we are filled with the Holy Spirit is when we receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Every believer, after we are born again, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us as a guarantee of our salvation. But Jesus said in the book of Luke, you, Guy, the disciple, stay in Jerusalem and you shall be filled with the power from on high. You shall be filled with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Be baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And those disciples already have the Holy Spirit in them because in the book of John, the Bible says that Jesus breathed the Holy Spirit on them, all these disciples. So they have the Holy Spirit in them. They were born again. But they were waiting in the upper room. And in the upper room, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came on them. The fire of God came on them. They spoke in tongues, in other languages, either heavenly language or the human language, not their own language. And they got drunk, like drunk with wine. They were laughing and drunk the, so loud in that room, even though without microphone, the whole city could hear the voice because they were so filled with the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, only certain believer who has special calling and God wants to use them for certain things have the Holy Spirit on them. But according to the Bible, not every believer has the Holy Spirit on the inside, just on them. Such as the king, the priests, and the prophets, and certain workers for the temple or for the tabernacles have the Holy Spirit on them. But now, in the New Testament, after Jesus said, it is finished on the cross, done. The veil between the inner room, the Holy of Holies, and the outer room, the holy place, was torn by the power of God into two pieces. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit came out from the Holy of Holies. And after that, all the believers can have the Holy Spirit on the inside. And not only stop at on the inside, but the Holy Spirit can come on us. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. I hope that you are hungry and thirsty for the living water. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. When you study the Bible carefully, you can see that there is measure of the Holy Spirit. How many people want to have only $500 in your bank account? Raise your hand up. Only 500 
Okay. How many people want to have twenty thousand dollars in your bank account? Raise your hand up. Okay. That's it. How many people want to have ten million in your bank account? I see more hands. How many people wouldn't want to have one billion? Oh, no hesitation. That is the amount of money you have in the bank account. But the same thing, the Holy Spirit, you have the amount, the measure. Elisha has the double amount of the anointing of the Holy Spirit on him compared to Elijah. So God can give us more and more in this bank account, more of the Holy Spirit. It's up to you whether you are hungry and you ask God or not. The more, the better. Just like money, the more money, the more chance you can spend for things in your life. But more of the Holy Spirit, even better than money, because money cannot buy good health. Money cannot give you wisdom. Money cannot give you victory. Actually, sometimes we are even in bondage because we love money so much, and we're in trouble because we love money. But the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom. In the last session, when I taught about this, I mentioned that the Holy Spirit, when He came on us and filled us up, He gave us wisdom, wisdom from God. Wisdom is different from knowledge and intellectual ability. People can have PhD, but they are dumb. They make wrong decision. They make a wrong investment. They make wrong decision, and their family break up. Therefore, it's not about intellectual function, but it's the wisdom from God. When you have the wisdom from God, you know what to do. You can resolve the problem. You can speak words of wisdom. You know what to do, when, how, where, and you're going to have victory. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 34, verse 9, say, Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom. One of the name of the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom. I want to have more wisdom. When I was practicing neurosurgery, every time I look at the MRI or CT scan on the uh, film or In the computer, suddenly I ask the Holy Spirit to give me wisdom. What kind of problem is this? I what kind of surgery? Or the patient needs surgery or not need surgery? Or if need surgery, what kind of surgery? I will ask God to give me wisdom what to do for my patients, and that's why I receive a lot of good outcomes because I don't depend on my intellectual ability, but I depend on the wisdom of God. Isaiah 11 verse 2 say, "The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, on Jesus, and definitely on us too. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. The Holy Spirit gives us wisdom. The Holy Spirit gives us the fear of the Lord, which means hate sin." And want to do the right thing before the eyes of God, and when we fear God, He gives us wisdom how to teach our children. Maybe your children have grown up and they don't know the Lord Jesus yet. You keep praying for your children to be saved, but you depend on the wisdom of God when you meet them for dinner. 
You can talk the word of wisdom to them, and they will be changed. In fact, uh, on Friday I taught on Zoom to the people in Europe. This is Zoom group about 60 people there. I did not know that there was a husband in that group to mix between foreigner and Thai people. And suddenly I heard that one of the husband was sitting there listening to what I talk, and he was against Christianity. But at the end of the teaching, he said, "I like this. Can I join you every Friday?" Wow! Praise God! I know that that is not pass aloud. It's the spirit of wisdom speaking the word of wisdom to this man, and he opened up, want to know more about Jesus Christ. I was so happy. The Holy Spirit is the answer. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. This is a review from last sermon. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know Him better. Apostle Paul pray that God will give the members of the churches. To be filled with the spirit of wisdom, should we pray right now that God give you spirit of wisdom? How many people want the spirit of wisdom? I want to have more wisdom, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus, according to what Paul say in the Bible here, Lord, that you will give my brothers and sisters here in this room and those who are on live stream the spirit of wisdom upon them, Lord. And from now on, there will be wise people. They make the right choices. They do the right thing at the right time. They go at the right place. They associate with the right people, Lord. They will not make wrong decisions and cause trouble and death to their life, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Give us, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Not only the Holy Spirit give us wisdom. Which is more precious than money, but the Holy Spirit also help us to have close relationship with the Almighty God, the best person in this universe. Is the Almighty God? If you want to have a close friend, you want to hang out with somebody who will never hurt you, will always help you, who can always be on your side. Fight the battle for you. He can help you in everything. He is for you. He is not against you. He did not spare his own son. He want to give you more. That person is our Almighty God. And in order to receive from Him, in order to have close relationship with Him, we need some help. Why? Because. We are living in the physical world. We are not in the spiritual world yet. We are not in heaven. We don't see God. We walk by faith. So, in order to have relationship with somebody we have never seen, we just read about him in the Bible. We need somebody to help us to have that close relationship with God. And thank God, God sent the Holy Spirit to be in us and on us, fill us up. And the Holy Spirit is the person who helps us to have close relationship with the Almighty God. Amen. It's so important. The person who is closest to me is 
Pasada. When she make her eyes, her facial expression, I know right away what she think. <laughs> Other people may I may not know. I know what Pasada think, but I just look at her her facial expression and look at her eyes. I'm so close to her, but I want to be close to my God, the Father. I want to be close to Him, to the point that I know exactly what He wants me to do. I want Him to smile at me. I want to know exactly what He tell me. I want to be guided by Him. I want to be a close friend with God, the best person to be close friend with, because He is the source of everything. He loved me so much, and thank God for the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter. Eight verses 15 to 16, the Bible say, "For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Abba mean Daddy, Papa, Oto Sang, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testify with our spirit that we are God's children. The Holy Spirit." Help us to be close to the Father and get to know the Father. I never forgot when I accepted Christ the first night in Bangkok, Thailand. I drove out of that apartment, and the Holy Spirit came into me that night because I accepted Jesus Christ. And I cannot explain by human words. I feel inside me from this minute on. I am a child of the Almighty God. He is my daddy. I call my dad Papa because I'm Chinese by background. So he is my Papa, the best Papa. He is my bar. Vietnamese call bar, man and bar. He is my bar, my good bar, Papa. You have that feeling. You have that sense. That God is your daddy; He loves you so much. That's why when I drove out from the hotel to take video up on the mountain at 6 a.m. in the morning, and I saw the rain, I said, "Papa, could you please stop the rain?" And he did for me. And not only that, he gave me also the bonus to see the rainbow up there. My papa, my abba father, my ba. My Oto Sang, so good to me. I know him, and when I ask him, I have no doubt he loved me, and he will answer me, because my relationship with him is so strong by the power of the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter four verse six say, "Because you are sons, parenthesis daughters, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts." The Spirit who called out, "Abba, Father." When the Spirit moves in you, you pray to God. You know that this is not a religion. This is not just I follow a, some kind of God out there. He is a God of religion. No, you talk to God. You know, I am His son. I am His daughter. He will listen to me. He is good to me. You have that confidence. You have that trust. Oh, that is wonderful! God wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
so that our relationship with God will be so deep, so strong, so full of faith. You know His heart. You can hear His heartbeat. He knows you already. You cannot hide anything from Him, but you don't know Him that much. But when you are so close to Him because of the Holy Spirit, you can hear His heartbeat. You know what He likes. You know what He doesn't want you to do. He will guide you and help you. Is it wonderful? The best person that you should have relationship with on this planet Earth is your heavenly Father. How many people want to be close to your Father in heaven? How many people want your Father to listen to you every time you pray? Build that relationship with Him, and be filled with the Spirit. God the Father is in heaven, on the throne. God the Son is on the right hand of the Father in heaven. God the Father sent the Holy Spirit to be with us, to help us in every single way. He bring the good things to us. Amen. So another one. Not only that, we have the wisdom from God, and that we will have close relationship and know our Papa very well, our Daddy very well. That close relationship as son and Daddy. Get closer and closer. Number three, God, the Holy Spirit in us, help us to obey the Father. He help us to obey the Father. We were born into the world with the sinful nature of Adam and Eve. It's interesting when you read the book of Genesis. God spoke to Adam. Adam, why did you take that fruit? You know what Adam say. Adam say, "Blame the woman. She asked me to take it." Then God asked the woman, "Why did you do that?" Oh, the serpent. So they all sin against God and they blame somebody else. We were born with that sinful nature of Adam and Eve. Therefore, it's not easy for us to obey God and to walk righteously, because we still live in this physical body. And we have the sinful nature on the inside of us. It's so hard to obey God by our own ability or our own strength. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible records so many passages of the Scripture, the promises of God concerning our generation, the generation of the church. Let me read from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 32, verses 39 to 40. I will give them. Them means you and me, the disciple of Jesus Christ, singleness of heart and action, so that they will always fear me for their own good. How many people fear God? Raise your hand up. Some of the, you don't raise hand. It means you don't fear God. I fear God. Because I know God can spank me even if I sin against Him, and I don't want to go to hell. I fear God, and I fear God for whose own good, my own good. I don't want to sin against God, and the good of their children after them. I want to encourage all of you: live in the fear of God, because it's good for you, and good for your children and grandchildren. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. God make a covenant. You do your part, God will do His part. 
The covenant means two sides have to take some responsibilities. He made covenant, everlasting covenant with us. I will never stop doing good to them. If you fear God, you obey God. God will not stop doing good to you. How many people like that? You want God to do good to you always? I want that, and I will inspire them to fear me, so that they will never turn away from me. This promise is for the church generation, our generation here. Look at Ezekiel eleven nineteen to twenty. The Bible talk about God help our generation to fear Him, to obey Him. And God make a covenant that if we fear Him, He will do good to us all the time, every day, and to our children and grandchildren as well. Ezekiel eleven nineteen to twenty. I will give them an undivided heart, love God only, no idols in our life, and put a new spirit in them. Spirit mean the heart. I will remove from them their heart of stone. And give them a heart of flesh, a soft heart, obedient heart. God wants to give us a new heart, new spirit, the heart of obedience. Then they will follow my decrees. They will obey His principle, and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people, and I will be their God. God say, I want to change your heart, make your heart soft. New spirit, new heart, and you will obey His decree, and He will be your God all the days of your life. How did He do that? Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-six to twenty-seven. I will give you a new heart, and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone, and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit, capital S. In you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. How does he change you to fear him, to obey him? This morning I have a discussion with my wife in the car when we were driving here. I say that I just transfer some money into the charitable bank account to give tithe to God, and we discuss. Why you transfer? What happened? And I say one sentence to Pasada: I will not cheat God in one penny, because I have the fear of God in my heart. I want to please God. Who did that to me? The Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God give me the fear of God. The Holy Spirit move on the inside of me to obey Him, to live for Him. The Holy Spirit give me power to be able to say yes, God. I'm gonna do what you say. I will not rebel against you. And I know that when I obey Him, good things will come to me, and good things will come to my children and grandchildren. I want to be obedient child of God. I want to obey the Lord everything He say. The Holy Spirit is the one who helped you. To obey the law of God, on your own strength is hard. We are selfish people. We are rebellious people by nature. We love to do things for our own. We don't care much about other people. We don't care much about our God. 
but only the Holy Spirit can help us to love Him, to obey Him. This is the reason why I'm excited about the church camp this year, because I know that the Holy Spirit gonna touch a lot of young people in the camp. Every camp in Seattle here, the youth group get drunk in the Holy Spirit for a long time. God touch the youth group, and after they get touched, they know their God now. The God that their parents worship is not only for their parents, but it's their God as well. You know, you can tell your little children or teenager to go to church on Sunday and say, "You come with me, okay? Wake up, dress up, come. If you don't come, no money. I will not. You don't have food on the table. You just go out and find your own food. So they have to come to church." But I pray that one day, the Holy Spirit will touch our youth group, our children, fill them up, and when it happens, you don't need to force them anymore to go to church. They want to go to church themselves. Now they know God personally. They want to serve God. God becomes so real to them because the Holy Spirit touches them. We need that. We need the younger generation to be touched by God, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't want to build a religious church here, a traditional church, where people come just go through the motion of tradition and religion. But all the kids, when they grow up to 18, 19, they all backslide and they walk away from God. No, I want them to encounter God, be touched by the Holy Spirit. And they will love God, and they want to serve God, because the Holy Spirit is the one who gives them that desire to obey God. Romans chapter eight, verses four to five. You know, we fight two things in our life: the flesh and the spirit, the Holy Spirit, in order that the righteous requirements of the law to obey God might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature. But according to the spirit, those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. You two have two choices: you want to please your flesh, or you want to please the Holy Spirit. When we talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit. When we talk about walk and live in the Spirit, there are two parts. One part is that God filled you; He poured the Holy Spirit on you. But your part is to submit, yield, surrender to the Holy Spirit, and get hungry and thirsty for the presence of the Holy Spirit. I admit to you that. It's harder for me to move in the Holy Spirit in America than in the third world country, because here you have everything: you have credit card, you have computer, you have everything that meet your need. What a big deal about Holy Spirit, Pastor! I don't need this stuff. I have computer, I have iPad, I have the smartphone, I can Google everything. I have. Credit card. I have nice car. 
So why do I need the Holy Spirit in America? But if you go to third world country, they don't have it. They need God. They need the Holy Spirit. Let us become a Christian in America, who want to depend on the Holy Spirit, not on just the iPad and the computer and the smartphone and the Google search. We need the Holy Spirit. Amen. We should be hungry for the Holy Spirit. We should surrender to the Holy Spirit. You have two choices: you can surrender to the sinful nature, or you can surrender to the Holy Spirit. If you surrender to the Holy Spirit, what happened to you? Romans chapter eight, verses six to ten. The mind of sinful man is death. How many people like death? Okay, no, I hope so. But the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead. It means your sinful nature is dead because of sin. Yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. Are you born again? You believe the Holy Spirit is in you. You want to surrender to the Holy Spirit or not? It's your choice. Amen. How many people say, "I choose to be poor"? Raise your hand up. No hand. Wow! I don't need to do brain transplant. How many people choose to be rich? Raise your hand up. Mm. Very loud amen in the back there. <laughs> How many people choose hell? Raise your hand up. Hell, hell. <laughs> How many people choose heaven? How many people choose life? How many people choose death? How many people choose debt? How many people choose abundance? Wow! Your guy is so smart. You choose life. You choose prosperity. You choose heaven. You choose blessing. How many people choose curse? How many people choose blessing? Whose choice? Our. Our choice. The Holy Spirit gave you obedience to God. Give you power to obey the Lord. And when you choose to follow the Holy Spirit, the outcome is the blessing, life, prosperity, success. I'm going to read the promise of God at the end of this sermon. Romans chapter eight verse fifteen say. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, "Abba, Father." The Holy Spirit gives you the desire to obey the Father. You fear the Father. You don't want to sin against the Father. First Peter chapter one verse two say, 
who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. For Holy Spirit sanctified us, cleanses us, purified us, changes from the inside, so that we can have obedience to Jesus Christ. We can obey God when the Holy Spirit works in us, sanctifies us, purifies us, watches us to become more like Jesus Christ. In conclusion, the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom. We can have supernatural wisdom that will lead us to success and make the right choices. The Holy Spirit helps us to have close relationship with the Father. So we know Him to the point that we know right away what He wants, what He wants to talk to us. We are so close to God by the Holy Spirit. Number three, the Holy Spirit gives us the supernatural ability and desire to obey the commandments of the Lord. What you need to do is to surrender to Him. Submit to Him. I remember the first time I got touched by the fire of God. I believe in Florida. I was touched by the fire of God. And I lose strength and I fell down. I could not stand. And I began to laugh in the Holy Spirit and drunk in the Holy Spirit. And I was talking to God because I'm a doctor. I like to take control of my life. When I perform surgery, I want to take control of everything with my intellectual ability, with my eyes. And I asked God, why Christians have this kind of manifestation of falling down, laughing, crying, shaking? And God answered me, because I want to train them to surrender to me. If the Holy Spirit touch you and you fight, He's going to make you fall. Do you think you're going to surrender to him on the road when the accident is coming? And he tells you, move your car out because you're going to be hit by another car. You will do the same thing. And you get hit by the car. You learn how to surrender. If the Holy Spirit makes you cry, cry. I remember one day on Mercer Island, I was in the home of a lawyer, filled with all the lawyers in that room. They are about 50, 60 years old. I was sitting there with all these lawyers, they are Christians, and a minister from Central America lay hand on me. I suddenly cried. I could not stop crying. I cried like baby. Ah, oh, cry, cry. I, was, I feel so embarrassed in front of all these lawyers because they all know I'm a neurosurgeon. Why these neurosurgeons keep crying? And I asked God, why do I need to cry in front of these people? I feel so embarrassed. I didn't have a reason to cry. I'm happy. My wife is beautiful and she's good. I have a good practice. Why I need to cry? And God said, I make you cry for people in Thailand who worship idols and they are going to hell. I want you to cry for them so that you have a burden to preach the gospel to them. And I surrender to that cry so that when I preach, 
When I minister, I can surrender to God in other situation. We need to learn how to surrender to God, to the Holy Spirit, and then we can do more things for Him because He can empower us. He wants to fill us, but we can fight. No, get out of here. Or He filled us and say, "Go for it, Lord. I surrender." You want to do anything? I surrender to you. This is up to you now. No one can force you. God cannot force you either. How much you surrender to God? How much you yield to God? How much you hungry for God? You thirsty for the things of God? It's your own choice. Elijah said, "I want double portion of Elijah." His choice, and God say, "Go for it. I give you double portion." Amen. Do you want more? I say to God all the time, "Can I have ninety nine point nine nine percent of Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ has the Spirit without measure, unlimited. I want to have ninety nine point nine nine percent." Let me read the promises of God. When you obey God, what can happen to you? If you don't obey God, you cannot quote all the scripture and say, "God bless me." You cannot if you don't obey God. Deuteronomy chapter seven. 11 to 15. Again, he make an everlasting covenant with you. Covenant means he will do his part. You need to do your part, and your part is to submit, obey, and repent. Deuteronomy 7:11 to 15. I'm sorry that I know this kind of message is not popular in America. People like to hear that God only does His part. I don't need to do anything by His grace. I don't need to repent. I don't need to obey. God bless me anyway. It's not in the Bible. That is wrong teaching. Deuteronomy 7, 11 to 15. Therefore, you must obey all these commands, decrees, and regulations I am giving you today. If you listen to these regulations and faithfully obey them, the Lord your God will keep His covenant. Everyone say covenant. You do your part, He will do His part of unfailing love with you. How many people can buy a house without signing the contract that you're gonna pay mortgage? Can you own a house without paying your mortgage? No, you need to sign a contract, a covenant. I get my name on that house, but I promise to give you money. There is a covenant here, okay? His covenant of unfailing love with you, as he promised with an oath to your ancestors. He will love you and bless you. He will give you many children. He will give fertility to your land and your animals. When you arrive in the land, He swore to give your ancestors. You will have large harvests of grain. Talking about good business here, harvests of grain, prosperity, new wine and olive oil and Great herds of cattle, sheep, and goats. Those people in that generation are farmers, and they raise animal. You will be blessed above all the nations of the earth. None of your men and women will be shyless, and all your livestock will bear young. And the Lord will protect you from all sickness. How many people want to prosper? How many people want to see your business doing well? 
How many people want to see fruitfulness in your family? Your children marry a good spouse, have children. How many people want to live a healthy life until the last day of your life? No sickness. The Lord will protect you from all sickness. He will not let you suffer from the terrible diseases you knew in Egypt, but He will inflict them on all your enemies. How many people want to be healthy? I want you. What is the key? Live in obedience and the fear of God. The good news is, He sent you a helper to obey Him. Who is that helper? The Holy Spirit. Look at another promise of God. Exodus chapter 20, verse 6. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and rebel against me, who cheat me, who say no to me. No. My brother and sister, money cannot buy everything. Only God can take care of you. I will lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. The commands of God conclude into two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your spirit, your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. You walk in love. The reason I serve God in this church without salary for 30 years because I love God. I'm not serving God because I just want to have a pulpit to preach. No. My motive is not about pulpit or microphone. My motive is I love God and I love you. And God will bless me. And not only bless me, He will bless my children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren to the thousand generations. And that blessing you cannot buy with money. Only God can do it. John chapter 14, 23 to 24. Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. It's so easy to say, I love God. But God wants to see more than just words. I love God. You show your love to God by your action. You obey His teaching. My Father will love Him. And we will come to Him. The presence of God will be with us. The favor of God will be on us. And make our home with Him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Before I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I really struggled with my Christian life. I cannot obey the Bible very well. I really struggled until 1983 when I first filled with the Holy Spirit in the camp in Thailand, medical doctor camp, a Christian camp. God filled me. I spoke in tongues. After that, I can obey more. And then I was filled again in Florida. 
get drunk in the Holy Spirit, I can obey even more. The more of the Holy Spirit, the more I can obey God, and then the more God bless me and show His goodness to me. In conclusion, we need the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We should be hungry and thirsty for the Holy Spirit. We need to learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit, so that we can have relationship with God and we can have wisdom from God, and we can live a life of obedience to God. And when we walk in obedience, what happen? The Lord will bless us, protect us, heal us. The Lord will give us favor. Fruitfulness. The Lord will be with us. The presence of God will be with us all the time, and the Lord will bless our children and grandchildren and great grandchildren to the thousand generations. I pray that this teaching will happen to you. It's about your heart. God cannot force you at all. There are four kind of soil. The soil, like a pavement, that listen to the word. The seed drop, and they don't care. The soil full of rock, the seed drop. But don't let the seed to spring up and go deep root, root down, and they fail. The soil full of thorn, people who love money, who love material, and don't want to obey God. But I pray that you are the good soil. The seed of God drop into your heart today. The good soil, and it start to produce root, spring up, and produce fruit to sixty times, hundred times, and go down to the thousand generations. Are you a good soil? Are you going to practice what you learn? Are you hungry for the Holy Spirit? Do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Are you going to yield to the Holy Spirit? He is God. He will help us. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for teaching us the Word of God. Thank you, Lord, that we are not an orphan. That we have to live in this world by ourselves on our own, but you send us the Helper, the Counselor, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of the fear of God, the Spirit of knowledge and counsel, the Spirit of knowledge. Lord, we ask you to fill all of us with your Holy Spirit, Lord. And we will, Lord, learn how to walk and live by the Spirit, yield to the Holy Spirit, get to know You more, obey You, make a decision to walk in the fear of God. We will not sin against You. Thank You, Lord, that the Holy Spirit help us to obey You, Lord. We will not have to do the obedient part. By our own strength, but we have the helper to love you more and to have the power to obey your commands, Lord. 
that is to love you with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves, Lord. We thank you, Father. Lord, this morning, those who are hungry and have never been filled with the Holy Spirit, you shall fill them, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are not sure that you are a born again Christian, your parents may be Christian. You may have come to church off and on with your daddy and mommy, but you are not sure that you have relationship with God. A condition to be a child of God: number one, repent of your sin. Two, you confess and invite Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and your Savior. Lord means master of your life. When He say turn right, you turn right. He say turn left, you turn left. Because He is your Lord, He is your master. Sometimes people come to God, to Jesus, to win the lottery, to get the job, to get material blessing, but they treat Jesus just like a server. Serve me, give me lottery, give me job, but they never obey God, never obey Jesus. Those people, we will not see them in heaven because they are not born again. Born again Christians are those who submit to God, repent of their sin. Even the devil say, Jesus is the Son of God, but the devil never surrendered to Jesus. You need to surrender to Him, obey Him. I know my preaching is very strong. You may not like it, but I'm a doctor. If I lie to my patient, I kill them. I need to speak the truth to my patients. No if and or but. This way, this way, this way. Otherwise, they die. The same thing. I have no game here. I'm not here for numbers. I'm not here for money. I'm here to tell you the truth, so that I will see you in heaven, so that I will see you blessed. Amen. Why don't we confess together that Jesus is our Lord and our Savior? Follow my prayer, Father in heaven. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. Lord Jesus, you are my Savior and my Lord. I surrender to you. I obey you. I repent. I will follow you. You can sit on the throne of my life. You are my King, my Master, my Lord. Satan is not my god anymore. Money is not my god. Only Jesus is my god. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Congratulations. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and sing a song to the Lord together. If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, or you have been filled already, but you want to feel more, I want to pray for you in the front here. You, 
Later on, you come sit in the front and I pray for you. Let's sing a song together. Let's sing, Lord, I'm hungry for a mighty move of God together. Lord, I'm hungry for the mighty move of God. Lord, I'm thirsty. Pour out your Holy Ghost. Lord, I want to see the hand of God move mightily inside of me. I'm hungry for the move of God. Lord, I'm hungry. Lord, I'm hungry for the mighty move of God. Lord, I'm thirsty. Your Holy Ghost, Lord, I want to see the hand of God move mightily inside of me. I'm hungry for the move of God. Lord, I'm hungry. Lord, I'm hungry. Just to Him for the mighty move of God. Lord, I'm thirsty.
your face upon them lift your countenance on them give them grace give them peace Lord help them to know you better give them a new heart as you promise us in the book of Ezekiel Lord a new spirit a heart of flesh not the stony heart the heart of the fear of God Lord and let them experience your goodness Lord so that they will repent of their sin. Help them indeed, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so th-